right, recording on the podcast. Recording on the video. Maybe. What's up, guys? Guys and dolls. Uh, Big John here. Find me on Parlor at the Real Big John, all one word. You know this is Americana, the American way. Uh, on all the podcast platforms, mainly Anchor.fm or the Anchor app. It's Americana, the American way. Like it, share it, subscribe to it with all your friends, family, your dog, your cat, whatever the hell you have. Um, so headline caught my eye today um, was another attack at the Capitol. The first headline said uh, shooting at the Capitol. Of course, that grabs everyone's attention. Well, I'm getting some water here before I get going. It was a shooting. Uh, The police shot a man who rammed the barricade of the Capitol with his car. Uh, I'm, I didn't, I thought they took the bar- some of the barricades down, but evidently not all. The, uh, the, I, and I, I, they need it right now at the Capitol. Um, there's a lot going on from all sides. And, this was um, an act of terrorism, domestic terrorism, whatever you want to call it. It was terrorism. Okay, I will tell you why momentarily. But um, I just find it striking that you know the uh, Congress, the Senate, they get a wall to protect them, uh, but. They, they don't want a wall and protection around this southern border. Uh, that's a side note. The man who attacked the Capitol uh, was using a car and a knife. He brought a knife to a gunfight, and the D.C. police applaud them. Way to go, D.C. PD. Give you a pat on the back there. Uh, peeled his cap, dog. Um, this man, uh, let me read a snippet from the New York Times here. This is pretty scary. It's a scary time um, to be a police officer, specifically, but also just. Uh, in America, man, the media has people so hyper-polarized. It, it's ridiculous. Um, anyways, the New York Times, uh, eight hours ago, reported after ramming the officers, the attacker exited the vehicle with a knife in hand and began lunging at the officers. The suspect subsequently identified by a senior law enforcement official as Noah Green, 25, of Indiana. I don't know if he drove all the way from Indiana to do this, uh, if he was just in the area and and snapped. Um, 
Investigators do not yet know the motive of the attack, but they believe it was not terrorism related. Well, then they need to read the definition of terrorism. Uh, going on, Chief Robert J. Conti III of Washington's Metropolitan Police told reporters, uh, Ms. Pittman, I think that's another police officer, did not identify Mr. Green, but said the driver had not previously been known to her agency. On his Facebook page, which was taken down, Mr. Green des described himself as a supporter of the Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, one of the most racist people in America, Louis Calypso Louis Farrakhan. Uh, he refers to Jewish people as uh, well, all sorts of derogatory names, but the one that turned that was it termites. I don't understand. I don't understand anything Louis Farrakhan says, to be honest with you. Uh, and background on Louis Farrakhan, he was he's freaking ancient. Uh, he was allegedly part of the assassination of Malcolm X. Uh, anyways, back to this Facebook. Uh, Mr. Noah Green on his Facebook and Instagram said that he had been struggling through the last few months of the pandemic. Um, so he also on there, he, from Tim Pool at Timcast IRL, they found uh, Instagram and Facebook postages that he said that the government was the biggest threat to uh, black people in America. And it's that statement uh, that makes me feel this was a terrorist act. Now, this is this uh, idea of, you know, what the white government. Um, let me back up here. Noah Green said the government was the biggest threat to black people in America. Mr. Farrakhan usually refers to whites and Jews uh, in the government as the biggest threat to blacks in America. But this, if he's posting that the government's the biggest threat to uh, black people... And that he's and he's a follower of a political figure like Louis Farrakhan, uh, who's um, tried to hijack the civil rights movement in this country for his own gain many times. Farrakhan has. Uh, I feel this was a, an act of terrorism. Obviously, not on the scale of 9/11. Uh, not on the scale of what possibly happened in Boulder, Colorado, but this is media-driven. This is also what happens when you have these massive lockdowns. We've seen depression, suicide, domestic violence, alcohol, and drug abuse go up dramatically in the last year. And uh, oddly enough, the cases of coronavirus are going up in the states with the biggest lockdown measures. So, not to get off on any other rants about pan the pandemic and lockdowns, but the mental health problem in this country is getting 
worse. Um, a sane person does not do this. And also, you've got to understand that uh, Mr. Green sounds like he was suffering from some kind of depression, whether that leads before uh, the lockdowns and coronavirus and pandemic, whatever. But he does mention that he had been struggling more. Uh, he's lost his job and different things from the pandemic and being locked inside, not literally locked in your house, but being told you have to stay home. Well, all you, all you have time, all you have time to do when you're by yourself in your house is what sit and think about your problems. So, sounds like Mr. Green was doing a lot of that, and he chose to blame the government. And he decided to take his frustrations out. Uh, sadly, one police officer was killed in this attack. Uh, Mr. Green was killed also. Now, it, it, this may not have been... Let me... What do you call that? Let me um, contradict myself. This may have been suicide by cop. This may not necessarily been a full-blown terrorist attack but he was certainly trying to make some kind of statement through violence against the government uh, in his actions so really today I wanted to get into the George Floyd Derek Chauvin uh, murder trial so I'm gonna do that I'm gonna reset here take a minute get my notes out and we'll talk about what's going on with uh, the alleged murder trial of George Floyd and specifically Derek Chauvin's trial. anyways so moon day moon day of holy week which by the way uh happy good friday to all of you out here out there out wherever you are out in the boonies uh talking about uh you know what uh, my lord and savior jesus christ did for us today died on the cross uh it, uh, now, I don't know how they kept time back in the day, but it said, you know, after he died that afternoon, um, there was uh, a storm of brewing in the skies. The skies fell dark. The earth shook. And the... Um, the curtain in the temple that separated the priest from the holiest of holies was torn, symbolically tearing down the separation uh, between God and man. So that's what we Christians are celebrating today. 
uh, and then Sunday we will have Resurrection Sunday, sometimes often referred to as Easter Sunday. But it's not about bunny wabbits that poop colored eggs. It's uh, the day Jesus rose from the grave like he said he would, and as the Old Testament prophets prophesied he would. Um, now, now we've talked about the good stuff. Let's talk about not so good. Uh, the George Floyd alleged murder trial. I still have the opinion that George Floyd... Uh, I've changed my opinion, by the way. When this first happened, I said, we need to um, crucify, shoot draw and quarter I'm trying to remember exactly what I said draw and quarter and then burn these officers at the stake because I watched a man die for nine minutes on video as many of you did and then latter uh, and it's not shown in the media because uh, well it just doesn't fit their narrative uh, they show, you know, Mr. Floyd, he's in his car, he's freaking out, he's scared, uh, he's saying, I can't breathe, my stomach hurts, my chest hurts. Uh, about a month or so prior to all of this, uh, his girlfriend testified George Floyd overdosed, and he was complaining of the same problems, shortness of breath, stomach pain, uh, all of these things at that time now let's see here this is really the media versus Derek Chauvin uh, he has to be convicted of something to be convicted of something to avoid uh, riots more rioting like we had over the summer I think that's where the media is going I think that there's a lot of political pressure to get some kind of conviction uh, as you know even though there's a state the state of Minnesota is what's technically called for the state of Minnesota versus Derek Chauvin you have the media you also have the federal government now doing an investigation and they are going to press uh, some sort of charges against Derek Chauvin uh, let me tell you something. This is a death sentence for Derek Chauvin. There's no doubt in my mind this man, if he is released, if he is found not guilty and sent back out into public, he will be assassinated and murdered. Murdered and assassinated or whatever. You get my point. Uh, if he is put into prison where there are a lot of African Americans, he will be murdered. It's simple as that. My opinion is Derek Chauvin and the other officers did nothing wrong. George Floyd was resisting arrest. Uh, you know, he asked to be laid on the ground. Uh, but as they were putting him into the vehicle, they brought him back out of the vehicle. Uh, he was standing at the back of the police car and started to run away. I don't know where he thought he was going to get with handcuffs behind his back, but he did make an attempt. That's how they got from the sidewalk to the street side of the vehicle. 
So if you watch the full body cam footage, you see Mr. Floyd was acting uh, very erratic uh, at the time and a few other things I'll point out here. Uh, the media is only reporting negative testimony about Derek Chauvin, which is adding fuel to the fire that uh, Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd. Okay. Uh, I've gone from being a George Floyd, Floyd, George Floyd lover uh, to despising the guy. Uh, the official medical examiner's report says that George Floyd died of fentanyl, a bad heart, and restraint. So uh, the drug fentanyl, a bad heart, and the restraint, okay, that's the handcuffs behind his back and the officer's kneeling on him while he was laying on the ground, led to Mr. Floyd's death. Uh, George Floyd had more than enough fentanyl in his system to cause an overdose, however, according to the toxicology report. All right. So this is what the media is not telling you. Okay, first of all, I wanted to look this up to find the guy's name. One of the state's key witnesses has refused to testify. And this man is taking his Fifth Amendment right. Let me see if I can bring it up here. Uh, bring up his name. State key witness. Refuses to testify against Chauvin. The reason he's refusing to testify is because he was George Floyd's drug dealer. <laughs> okay, this was when you see the if the if they show you any body cam footage in the media. Um. You see two people get out of the vehicle. There's a, a man in the passenger seat. And there's a, a woman in the back seat. So let's see here. Got, got, a, got a couple articles here. From the Daily Mail. So this guy's taking his... Fifth Amendment right because he was George Floyd's drug dealer. He was in the car with Floyd when the police approached the vehicle. Interesting, huh? Uh, in the initial police body cam footage, as they're talking to George Floyd, he turns the very first officer that walks up to him, who was not Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin was a supervisor who showed up uh, to the scene a little after all this fiasco started. Uh, you can see on Floyd's tongue a white dot in one of the body cam, uh, in the body cam video, okay? 
Then George Floyd turns his head away from the officer and the white dot is gone. So it's possible. Could that have been a pill? Because George Floyd's girlfriend has testified they were both oxycontinent addicts. Okay. She testified the other person in the car was their drug dealer. Uh, a lot of heavy drug users. I don't know. I'm not a druggie, so I don't know. But I guess a lot of people, they like to have one Pacific dealer. Uh, his name was Maurice Lester Hall, age 42, was the passenger was in the passenger seat of the car with George Floyd, 46, on May 25th when he died. <coughs> so, Maurice Lester Hall, it's spelled M-O-O-R-R-I-E-S, Lester Hall. Uh, he was in the car. He was the drug dealer for George Floyd and George's girlfriend. Uh, the police, did the police walk up on a drug deal gone bad? Or did they just flat out walk up on a drug deal and cause it to go bad? That's uh, one question that's not being asked. Now, the defense, George Floyd's, or Derek Chauvin's lawyers are pointing this out. And Floyd's girlfriend, who is a witness for the prosecution... had to admit to this on the stand. So she was on the witness stand testifying for the prosecution. And the defense brought it out of her that the third person in the car with George Floyd that day in the passenger seat was his drug dealer. Okay, now, did George Floyd swallow a bunch of pills and fentanyl, or fentanyl, pills with fentanyl in them, whatever, I don't understand how this shit works, okay guys, I'm not a druggie, but did he swallow a bunch of pills to try and uh, keep the cops from busting him with drugs, did, uh, was he already hyped up on drugs, because uh, the clerk at the store said he was acting erratically. The police and other people said that he was acting erratic in the street after he got kicked out of the store for trying to pass a fake $20 bill. And I doubt George Floyd knew that that 20 was uh, counterfeit. He don't seem that smart, but whatever. Um, we think, you know, that George Floyd from other police officers like Brandon Tatum, who I watch on YouTube a lot. Uh, George Floyd was suffering from what's known as excited delirium. And when you're hopped up on these drugs and you're starting to come down, you, your body starts doing a lot of strange things. And police officers are familiar with this state of mind called excited delirium, where people are just acting totally erratic and incoherent, um, 
and it's right before they pass out and overdose usually. Um, it basically, I think he knew he was going to be caught in a drug deal at, at the least. Um, it's So we've established George Floyd had enough fentanyl in his system to kill a person, to, to cause them to overdose and die. We've established that he was an oxycontinent addict, uh, and he had a, his drug dealer in the car with him at the time of his arrest. This is stuff that you're probably not going to hear in the mainstream media, guys. Um, what is the media reporting? This is these are the headlines I see. George Floyd died from suffocation. Well, we already know that's not true. The uh, coroner's report, the medical examiner's report, that is, says he did not die from asphyxiation. He died from a combination of things, okay? Drugs, a bad heart, and the restraint. Now, how the restraint played into that, we don't, I don't know. Could it have been because the officers did not roll him over into the, uh, what's called, uh, recovery position, which is basically you lay the person on their side and wait for paramedics to come. Uh, is that what they mean by he died from the restraint? But there were three things in the cause of death. Two of the three had nothing to do with Derek Chauvin. And it's arguable that the third one had nothing to do with Derek Chauvin either. Um, a, but the media says George Floyd died from suffocation. I've seen that in the headlines. A, another headline read, Senior officer testified Chauvin should not have done the knee on the neck restraint. <coughs> if you watch this video, and I'm sure you have, but pay closer attention to Derek Chauvin. He has his hands in his pockets at times. He has his other knee resting on the ground. So his full body weight is rarely ever on, on George Floyd's neck. <coughs> Secondly, I don't know how many people can have their... Like, look, I'm applying a, just a little pressure to my throat right now. And my voice is changing, right? If you put a person's body weight on your neck... Are you going to be able to talk as clearly as George Floyd was talking? So, he was doing the, I can't breathe, my stomach hurts, I'm scared. While he was still in his own vehicle, the body cam footage from the police officers show us that. Now, the knee on the neck... The Minneapolis Police Department manual demonstrates and tells officers they can use a knee-on-the-neck restraint. Okay? You can find that. It's out there on the internet. Uh, George Floyd's girlfriend uh, referred to him as a teddy bear. That's another thing the, the media is reporting. Uh, I've seen it reported, and I watched videos of him telling kids to uh, behave, don't do drugs, don't make the mistakes I made, and so on and so forth. 
George Floyd was painted as St. George, Angel George, when this first happened. Um, and I almost went to some of these rallies uh, for George Floyd before they started turning violent. But that was like almost the day after. Uh, I would say, I don't know what the 25th was last year, what day of the week it fell on. But on a Saturday, there was a George Floyd commemoration ceremony uh, in East Liverpool, Ohio. The, the chief of police was there directing traffic and uh, there to talk with people. And he, their chief of police did a good job. But you could already hear the carrying on and the acting a fool. People yelling, F the police, F the police. No, sorry, the police aren't the ones who should be effed in this. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> uh, the media is trying to convict Derek Chauvin and the police in the court of public opinion. Okay, uh, having, or well, hopefully having no influence on the jury. I think the media really feels that they are influencing the outcome of this trial that they are somehow influencing the jurors, that they're somehow going to get a conviction on Derek Chauvin and police in general out of this trial, and they're not. The jurors should not be watching or reading the news, but they may be. I'm not sure what the sequester uh, rules are for this jury, but a lot of times uh, jurors in high-profile controversial cases like this can be locked in a hotel room with only access to food and, you know, certain things because the media coverage could influence their decision. But I really think the media feels that it's their job to convict Derek Chauvin and the police in this trial. What they're really doing, intentionally or not, is influencing the public. They're adding fuel to the fire of future riots. If Derek Chauvin is found not guilty, he's charged, got three charges. I think two of them are second-degree murder and one is third-degree. Uh, let's say he's acquitted on two of the three. And you, you need to look up the Minnesota... Uh, laws and see what you know murder one two three are in Minnesota they couldn't get Chauvin or any of the officers on murder one the evidence was not there so they had to go down to these lower murder charges to try to convict them of something being fired from their jobs was not enough to quell the public outcry and I I think that if they're if Chauvin or any of them are found not guilty of, let's say, one charge, that's all the media is going to say. And people are going to be confused, and boom, we're going to see the riots again because the media has fueled all this fire by only showing one side of the argument and showing a very slanted one side of it. And you're going to 
get this ridiculousness of media bias influencing public opinion. Um, like I said, what if Chauvin is found not guilty on all three charges, which I feel he is not guilty uh, from what I've read and what I've heard, uh, what the the standard of evidence is, his actions do not meet the standard of the law that it takes to convict someone on these charges. And the law says there only has to be reasonable doubt. Doesn't say there has to be like zero evidence. Doesn't say that you have to not kneel on a criminal's neck to restrain them. It says there has to be reasonable doubt. And there's more than reasonable doubt in this case. You know, there's the white dot on George Floyd's tongue that may or may not have been a pill. There's enough fentanyl in his system to cause an overdose. There was He overdosed a month previously. He had his drug dealer in the car with him in the passenger seat when the police approached the vehicle. So you, you have the drug dealer himself, Maurice Lester Hall, refusing to testify for the state of Minnesota against Officer Chauvin, basically taking his Fifth Amendment right to not self-incriminate, which means he doesn't want to be brought on the stand and be asked, are you George, George Floyd's drug dealer? Did you give George Floyd drugs that day? Because if he says yes, he's incriminating himself and could be prosecuted, I would imagine. He's definitely incriminating himself. So, there you have it. Think for yourselves. Do some research for yourselves. Don't believe me. Don't believe the legacy media. Think and find out for yourself. And you'll see that the media is trying to... If you can see me through the smoke... You'll see that the media is trying to convict Derek Chauvin in the course, the court of public opinion. And in the course of doing so, they're adding fuel to the fire for future upheaval and rioting and division in America. So, I lay it out for you to play it out. Go think for yourself. God bless you. Have a good Resurrection Sunday and pray for one another as always. Thank you.